In case you missed it, I'm Alexis. And I'm Kaylee. And this is To the Blueberry. To the Blueberry. <laughs> to the Blueberry! <laughs> we're going to scream that a lot, a lot throughout I'm this gonna podcast, I'm going to laugh at you we? a lot, so that's just good. <laughs> good. I was meant to be a person that people laugh at. In a former life, I used to get up on stages and make college students laugh at me, and it was really fun. I almost forgot you did that. Wow. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes, total sidebar to um, to the blueberry. My favorite line to say at campus visitation days at the university was, um, please bring a plunger. Your body is changing, and it's really <laughs> embarrassing when you have to ask for a plunger from someone else. Okay, Gus. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was the responsible one. Oh, my. Yeah, I was uh, I was just thinking about how you had um, pretty much the same job from the time you were in college for how many years after college? And you just oh, got gosh. promoted in it? Yeah, I did. I did seven years full time and I did six years undergrad and grad school. And I just kept taking care of dramatic teenagers in residence halls. You know, I was going to ask you and it'll come up in this episode, but I think the only almost fight you and I ever had was about that job. Yes, it was. Because you had so many times where you just you couldn't leave. You had to live there 24-7. And I I got salty about it, and I was trying to joke, but it didn't come out right, and I did not mean to disrespect you. I felt so bad, but... Oh, I'm excited to see how that relates to our episode today. It does. <laughs> so, uh, to start our recording here, we are going to do a quick recap of the episode. Um, just to make sure that everyone knows that we watched season one, episode one, and I didn't even look at the title of it. Pilot? Is it just called Pilot? Yeah, it's called Pilot. <laughs> so, Kaylee, uh, I think you're going to uh, try to do the recap? We're, we're going to try and tag team it because a lot, of, a lot of the notes that I took watching this are really disjointed. So if I get off track, you know, you know bring, me, bring me back down. But we open you know, as right. so many episodes open, and it's 1986, and it's, it's a... It's a little Sean with Henry, his dad. And I wish I could go back to not knowing what we know about the show and like feel what I, it would have been like to experience like seeing that relationship just kick off the show. But Especially the way they open this first one with him doing the, the, the hat test. Yes. Um, that, I mean, that is so quintessential Sean-Henry relationship. Um, then I, th I think that was just like on the writer's part, such a perfect way to start the series. I think it was very close to like the show creator, um, his whole idea. And I, somebody involved had a, had a, a cop dad or, or something. So they kind of were drawing on experience of some kind, but it, it, it we get the, we get the fingers to the head that yes. we keep throughout the series and it happens, but, um, I just wrote, you know, cop dad is a buzzkill. Give me cake. And <laughs> and that kid seems so mature and logical. And I'm like, mm, he doesn't feel like Roday. Like, I'm sorry to this child, but I, they needed the recast. But it did a good job of setting up. To that point, though, I can't remember. And I mean, obviously, we'll figure it out as we continue to watch. But when did the recast happen? It was it right after the pilot or did they go through season one with this little Sean? I don't think that they kept that Sean. I think 
because it took so much well it didn't take that long for the show to be picked up but in the interim it got tweaked because what the pilot did was really set us up for like just the premise like what we were gonna get but they didn't find the rhythm like clearly they had to have a different female presence alongside Lassiter. yes just to strike the right tone literally one of um, my notes says i don't like nachules yeah and it's not her fault like that she's she's a great actress i've seen her in other things but it just like tonally wasn't bringing anything enough to kind of give shades to Lassiter. totally agree and i just kept trying We'll come to this later. I, I have a lot to say about Lassiter in the pilot. But, um, I did hate the transition from that prelude into the weird makeout session yeah. that Sean's having when he starts solving crimes via the news. Like, I do like how they showed us, oh, he's just solving crimes casually watching the news. I just didn't, I, I didn't need to see it. <laughs> I was interested in the fact that um, like it was a quote unquote accident that the TV turned on because they bumped into the remote and then he watched the guy. So to continue with the episode recap, essentially Sean ends up watching TV while macking with this girl and <laughs> he, he realizes that it was a convenience store that got, had gotten robbed or a grocery store. It, it was like a, a, almost like a radio shack. It was like a, like a speaker store or something. Yeah. The, it had been robbed. And, um, just by watching the interview, Sean figures out that the manager of the store was the one who had set up the robbery um, because he was showing classic signs of liars, like twitching, and he can't make eye contact and stuff like that. Yes, and from there he makes an anonymous call to tip off the police um, to tell them this, and then he waltzes in. It's a weird transition, but he waltzes into the... um, Santa Barbara Police Department the next day to get his commendation. And he's just casually collecting clues that are going to help him lie really well later. Like, that's just the whole time I was like, there he is, picking up little things, and this is all going to pay off. And it was just beautifully done. Um, do we want to name any of those? Do we want to go into it? Well, that was one of my that was one of my things that, like, um, re-watching it for the third or fifth time. I don't know how many times I've watched, like, before. But re-watching it and thinking about it kind of critically to sit up for this, this recording, it was really, really interesting the way they showed that his his character was just always picking up stuff like that. Like, that was a good lead to what we're going to see for the rest of the series. Um, but it's it's just very very funny um the whole thing is very very funny yeah the the pilot did a really good job setting up a lot of stuff that just carried through like it i mean we didn't lose a lot we just we just tightened everything up i feel like in in subsequent seasons and built on the really good foundation that the whole idea had can i also point out though one of the things that you were just talking about, the clues that he was picking up as he came in, was Buzz McNabb dancing. The th- my note says, oh, we love McNabb. And I love that he I sticks wrote- around. I forgot Buzz was in the pilot. And it's amazing because Buzz makes it all the way to the third Psych movie. I think I knew that. I think I accidentally heard that. And, it, and for me, it was kind of a spoiler. But and then we have... Um... Oh, I wrote, ew, Lassie chewing gum the whole time. He's doing this weird thing that I don't think he ever does again, where, like, every time you see his character being, like, all 
cop mode. He's like chewing gum. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. And I said, poor what's her name doesn't add enough sunshine or happy anti Lassiter vibe. <laughs> yes. So so that that keeps going with the recap. So um, eventually Lassie is like Carlton Lassiter to clear up why Detective. Lassie's a better name. Detective Carlton Lassiter. Good call, Kay. <laughs> Lassie thinks that Sean is actually this store manager's accomplice. And so they bring him in for questioning. When they bring him in for questioning, um, Sean has to think on his feet, which is just something that Sean always has to do throughout the series. But this, this shows that moment of, oh, crap, I better figure something out. Well, I had this moment of, like, he keeps telling them, like, you already know the truth. Like, wh I'm not the guy. I'm not your guy. I... I know because I watch the TV and it's like, they don't want to hear the truth. And I, I thought this was like a perfect non-copaganda moment where it's just like, they don't want the truth. They want their uh, opinion like validated. And I was like, all right, they're asking you to lie, man, go for it. Yes. And he does so well. <laughs> that I thought was just so, so cool. Um, and such like a perfect moment, but my favorite moment was that when Sean says, um, yes, I'm I'm psychic, and he starts explaining things, and Lassie says, who's buying this? And everyone kind of slowly raises their hand, but the moment that I've never caught before until today, or until yesterday when I watched it, was the guy's hand from the cell. Like, you didn't the guy see that in before. the prison cell and he just sticks his hand out and raises it and i was like oh my gosh that's hilarious he's I've super convincing yes i was gonna say i think buzz struck his tone and kept it like he is a sweet baby angel just forever um but i think the chief is my favorite sbpd um, she really, she really hit it and stuck the landing and like, she keeps that attitude, like the way she plays with Sean and is just like, I kind of don't care whether you're lying to me or not. Don't get caught in this lie because you're giving me results. Like I like respect, like she respects and I respect. Chief Vic was actually set as a guest a guest star for the episode she was and, for a and... little while actually they kept yeah. telling her you're gonna be i think be... it was the entire first season yeah and i think i heard tim amundsen um carlton lassiter he really stuck up for her because like it it kept being like that and sort of relegated to guest star instead of like regular and you know he was like he was like don't let them do this to you they you know and when they started having bigger and bigger guest stars we'll get to that later like they would introduce her name after but like she needs to be seventh on the call list if that you know what i mean no i'm with you i think that chief vic is like the perfect the perfect part of that episode the perfect part of the series and you can see how much she really as Chief Thick really like believes and or no, doesn't believe, but also recognizes the need, um, and she really really proves that in this first episode, and it's it's pretty amazing. So, uh, so she's really the impetus to getting this ball rolling. She's just like, I'm gonna give you a tryout, help us with this kidnapping, and it's a super rich family. They own half the hill, I think Sean says, and um. He's instantly like, I need to go get my buddy. And then we get introduced yeah. to Gus. <laughs> so Gus has a big kid Burton drop. Guster. 
Yeah, and he's, you know, he's actually in an office, even though he's playing, like, was it Galaga or whatever that is? Right hand on the arrow keys, left hand on the space bar. Come on, man. <laughs> and, uh, and he's skeptical. He's tired of the shenanigans. And I love the, the bit they do of, like, all the other jobs that Sean has had. And he's like, that time you were an acupuncturist? He's like, I didn't know you needed to have prior experience. <laughs> and apparently a lot of that was like just them riffing and like getting their rhythm down together which i love it's so seamless it just it sticks around and you see how much they have fun together and just play off each other and it reminded me of me because again you were in that job for what seven years and i have done uh some varied things and this is why you will always be the sean to my guess i love that Oh, but what does Gus say when um, Sean explains the case? The son of a the wealthy um, war hero, local millionaire, has been kidnapped. They took him from the dog park, and he and the dog haven't been seen since. And Gus says... They took the dog, too? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, cut two, they go to the millionaire's house to kind of, like, get the lowdown, see what the vibe is. And I, at this point, I just wrote LMAO CD case. <laughs> He's like going through the garbage to get clues. Um, and the dog is really well fed on super bougie dog food. And then girl crazy Sean starts to notice all the pictures on the wall of the rich dude's daughter, uh, sister to the missing guy. Um, and I was like, aw. He so kindly points out, like, went through a glow up before glow up was a phase. Or, or, or... So kindly. Yes, yes. I definitely <laughs> said phase instead of phrase, but that's okay. Um, that was that was a very, very funny, like, before it's time moment that I enjoyed. Yeah, it was before it's time. I just wrote, Girl Crazy Sean loves the boring white girl face. Which, as someone with boring white girl face, I feel entitled to talk about. <laughs> Um, cause she, she's fine looking, like she's fine looking. She's just not interesting. <laughs> and then, uh, we've got a great moment where Sean is, um, with a sketch artist and he's just describing a guy in a picture that he's seeing. And then everyone loses their mind when they notice that they know the guy, they know the guy that the, the artist is drawing. He did it. And it's the girl's boyfriend. I mean, they're not serious. <laughs> she, she made, made a point a to say they're free to see other people. Yes. <laughs> Um, I think when Gus quits, he says, I'm out, I'm done with this. Um, it's the first Gus quitting, um, that, you know, is a thing. Many. Uh, also his stubborn face, that stubborn face. And I think we get the first Sean tongue click. I think I caught that. I think he went. So they're, they're at the house and they're trying to figure out because Sean can't really seem to deduce anything appropriate. And so they're trying to figure out how they're going to get out of it. And Gus said something to him along the lines of, tell him that you're blocked. Tell him that you no, can't I'm gonna see. You're going to have to use that later. Yes. <laughs> Which he totally does. Not particularly in this episode, but he definitely does moving forward. Yeah, that is a thing that happens. Do you remember how they get out of the house? Like how, how they do end up leaving? I mean, Gus does kind of storm off, but. Dad kicks them out. No, I think they're leaving as he's coming in you're right and then that's and he's what's... real cooperative right that's why they stop and talk to him yes 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 oh so they find out that the guy who got kidnapped is totally devoted to this dog he would never do anything without the dog interesting um and Bye. you know gus is quitting he's he's just like done playing he's got a real job 
next scene, Gus is sleeping soundly in his bed, and there's rustling noises and commotion in his house. What does he grab to defend himself? Anything? Oh, his his uh his pharmaceutical case. He oh, he's walking was... out with his giant metallic suitcase. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna hit someone over the head with this or something. We I was should like, say Gus's big kid job is a pharmaceutical rep. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> So they're in the house and Sean is making them coffee when Sean has describes his stroke of genius that he had regarding the case. He says nobody committed the kidnapping. That's it. Gus loses it at that point. He just really goes, he's like, oh, good. We can just tell the the cops not to worry because nobody did it. But I just kept noticing stuff in the background. I was like, Gus, who stacks their glasses like that? Bro, what's that huge bowl of lime for? You got you got like a, a huge metal bowl of limes for what? <laughs> I was definitely trying to spot the pineapple. I was expecting it to be in like the back of his of his kitchen somewhere and I would be able to see it in the back there. I wasn't, by the way. Do we want to hit pause for a pineapple hunt? Now seems to be the well, let's let's explain what Sean figured out and then we will pause for a pineapple hunt. Ah, so he figured out that it is a fake kidnapping this guy faked his own kidnapping because what he had to be a reformed bad boy in order to not be disinherited by his father so after 18 months of good behavior what happened he decided well not giving too much away he and his friend came up with a plan he stopped hanging out with his friend for 18 full months and then they realized that they can i know isn't that terrible they realized that they could quote unquote kidnap him and then uh, hold him ransom, hold himself ransom, I guess, so that he had money since he was getting cut off. Yes. And oh, it's like $5 million or did we know what the ransom demand was at that point? I think, I think it was 5 million or 50 million or something like that. I, I don't really remember the, the exact digits, but this is when the beauty comes in. So first of all, I want to ask a question. Okay. Um, because this is the beginning of a, a something that I noticed in this episode, and I know I will continue to notice, and I want to pitch it to you. Mm. Why does Sean always drive? Oh. So here's what here's what is the it always comes in. though? Oh, it's always, but he drives the blueberry pretty often. We should say <laughs> our wonderful title is named after Gus's car. We haven't been introduced to it yet, but we know down the road, this company car, it's a company car, Sean. <laughs> it's named the Blueberry. And and we'll definitely point out when it actually gets its name, but that's why we like to yell it. To the Blueberry! The reason I ask that question is because um, Gus finally agrees to go with Sean to take care of checking out what's going on, seeing if they can find the missing gentleman whose name I don't remember, just to be clear. Um, but in true My Favorite Murder style, I don't have a ton of facts. I'm just kind of making stuff up as I go. Also, I hope you caught the My Favorite Murder reference earlier. Good job, Kay. Yeah. So <laughs> they, so Gus is get, going to get ready, and Sean is standing in a doorway, and he reaches over and he grabs Gus's keys because he's driving. Um, and so he grabs the keys, he throws them in his other hand, and then he sticks his hand back over, and he pulls out what? The pineapple. pineapple! That was just in the set dressing. He just grabbed that from off camera and brought it into the scene. And it's now a legend. Is that really how it happened? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just riffs all the time. He's He caught everybody off guard in, like, their chemistry reads, just, like, riffing at them and seeing who could cope or, like, knowing that they would have to cope. Like, it's great. It just cracked me up because, like, I'm a person who likes to put order to things and make sense of things. And so... <laughs> Immediately, I was like, what the heck is Gus doing with a pineapple by his door? (laughs) (laughs) And a big bowl of limes. Yes, a huge bowl of limes. This man has a problem. But that was our pineapple moment brought to you by, I don't know, some sponsor that we might get in the future about pineapples. Ta-da! Oh, that would be great. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Muffins. Oh, muffins. I can't wait for that episode. So they get on the road, I guess, to, like, start running down clues, and they get pulled over. And the guy (laughs) asks for license and registration, and Sean hands his license, and stuck to the back of it is what, Alexis? How conveniently, his father's business card. And his father... That's what I was about to say. ...was a retired police detective. so important (laughs) to point that out. The business card is there. It's his retired police officer business card. Um, And so clearly says his name. And then the officer that pulled him over said, you're Henry's son. Henry Spencer is a legend in Santa Barbara, apparently. Yes. Um, But the guy says, tell him Kingfisher says hey. (laughs) But this is how Sean... (laughs) Okay, Kingfisher. Um, This is how Sean discovers that his dad is back in town because Henry was apparently in Miami in his retirement. And I just wrote, ew. Um, Sorry, Miami. I just like, this guy's from Santa Barbara and he's just like, going to Miami. Yeah, I don't I don't know why you'd make that transition, but okay. There's a reason he came back, I'm just saying. Right. I just this is the start of like some very um clear daddy issues for Sean. Like he and his dad have a contentious relationship, but there is and we'll see it again and again. There is like mutual respect there. It's just like there's so much tension too. Um, but I love it. It's all, it's always about, it's always about sons and their dads. Aww. So they're, they're at the woods across the lake or river or whatever from the cabin. And they're looking. Oh yeah, the family, the cabin. family cabin. And they're looking through these Sports Illustrated binoculars. And uh, Gus, no, no, I'm sorry. Sean sees the dog. And Sean knows that that's exactly where the, the missing guy is. It's absolutely like 100% this guy goes nowhere without his dog. That's where he's at. And so he tells Gus that he sees the dog and he passes over the the binoculars. Thank you words. He passes over the binoculars. <laughs> and this is the first time that she, uh, Gus goes, what? Like excited screams. I wrote that what? down. And I love that they keep I... that going throughout the entire series. And I love that I use yes. that in my everyday language. And it gets more and more um, exaggerated and wonderful. But I went, <laughs> I am the Sean because he's just like, this is a great plan. It's just like, yes, dude, respect for a crime well done. It's just like, it's set up beautifully. You know, nobody's suspecting it. Only this fake psychic detective is figuring it out. Gus is not down. He's not down for the, the crime well done. And he's not cool with like the acting that Sean wants to do because he's like, oh, we got to call the cops. And Sean's like, no way. We need an audience. Yes. We need to make a spectacle of ourselves at all times. So <laughs> the, numbers, the numbers eight, one, three will come to me. I don't even remember what the highway actually is, but Sean, this is the 138. I know, but but in the mystic world, numbers get all jumbled. <laughs> So so they need to track down the detectives on the case. 
and make a spectacle of themselves and be like, I'm getting something, and then miraculously pull this out of their butts. But Lassiter's having none of it. He and his junior detective partner are on their way to lunch. That's just what I'm going to call her from now on. (laughs) Oh, not Juliet. Poor not Juliet. But they're on their way to eat lunch, and Sean mysteriously goes, Don't eat the chicken. And (laughs) he's noticed that the cook has hay fever. Don't we all? And yeah. And once Lassiter kind of catches on to this, he goes back outside to confront them. And, you know, all the shenanigans begin once again. They end up taking an entire squad out to the cabin where the dog was that that Sean and Gus saw through the Sports Illustrated binoculars. And um, everything's getting ready and all is well and the dog runs up to uh runs up to sean and gus and gus freaks out gus does freak out i wrote ha 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 gus versus the puppy <laughs> but if i can i forgot to point out another bit it's the first time when carlton lassiter runs out of the restaurant to confront them it's the first time we get act natural <laughs> and they just stand in the most unnatural fake suave poses <laughs> I can't believe I forgot. But yeah, once they get back to the lake with the whole squad in tow, the puppy runs right up to everybody and um, Gus is not down. No. And I was like, oh, Alexis is the good. I am. And it's not your fault. You're allergic to puppies. I am. So they get inside and this is this is another wonderful bit that keeps going. They're, they're dealing and they see that there are actually two dead bodies inside. The guy. What? The guy that uh, was quote unquote kidnapped and the guy who helped him kidnap himself. Yeah, his best friend, bad boy accomplice. So, next bit, next really great bit, um, Gus runs away screaming like a girl. Which only gets better when Sean also runs away screaming like a girl with Gus. I wrote, neither of us have ever screamed like Gus and Sean scream, but I want (laughs) to. Because they're they're great screams. Also, I don't know if it's during, if it's when they're inside or if it's when they're back outside or whatever. But at some point they reference a cinnamon festival. Did you catch that? I noticed that. I, I did when they were eight. Yes. Okay. And and there's other points in the series mm-hmm. where they talk about the cinnamon festival or a cinnamon festival. There is a cinnamon. Right. Yeah. Later on, we'll find, we'll actually get one. I think this is where. You know, Gus is so freaked out being confronted with these dead bodies. I think this is where he was like, Sean, I will kill you. (laughs) And I just wrote, have you ever wanted to kill me? (laughs) Maybe that time I made you mad about your job. Maybe. Maybe there was just times when I would wanted to say, Kaylee, I will kill you. Oh, that's valid. I don't know if it actually wanted to murder you. I'm not not really Yeah, no, I don't think we've ever had Mm -hmm. that. So, back at the uh, police department, Sean's not satisfied. This murder-suicide before they got the ransom money nonsense, it doesn't sit right. And everybody's like, you're just trying to complicate things. This is cut and dry. This is what happened. But it doesn't make sense. It's not satisfying. And I love this. It's so universal to detective stories. It's like, this isn't wrapped up. This is more complicated than you want it to be. Let me do the thing. And I love that. And we get super rich daddy is in the police department and Sean wants to confront him, but everyone's blocking him. And the guy's got a bandage on his wrist. 
I love Sean was just like, what's wrong with his wrist? What's up with his wrist? I think he says. And um, what does not Jules tell us? I think not Juliet says, rumor is he tried to off himself. Yeah. That is important. That is that is an important note because later... Sean, well, Sean instantly is like, what, the great war hero who's seen everything, dealt with everything? He suddenly can't cope? Suddenly? And yet, I mean, we'll get to this part a little bit later. Sean absolutely references him trying to off himself, quote unquote, in the recap, which is, is interesting. Oh, when he's breaking down? Yes. The case. Because yeah. Sean usually doesn't get things wrong. But we notice a really small point. Oh, well, I guess, spoiler alert, he's wrong. But he, I don't think he's... I don't think he's wrong because he didn't really buy it, but like it gets brought up again. It gets, it, it keeps being brought because it's, it's an incongruity. And so I think it's after this point when he's like, you know, he's kind of pushed out of the police department that he finally, we finally get Henry. Yes. And he finally goes to see his dad. Which is a different house than Henry's house for the rest of the series. Oh, I didn't even notice the house because they don't stay there. They like go out to eat at some like pub or they bar do. or something yeah yeah so they had they end up at a bar and gus is asking henry for help gus is no sean oh crap sean is asking <laughs> henry for help um and sean is trying to figure out what's going on he knows like you said that there's something wrong something's not sitting right and just like in the cold open henry tests him he says uh you're getting soft and Sean said, no, I'm I'm stronger than ever or I'm better than ever or something sharper. like that. Sharper, than, sharper ever. than ever. There it is. <laughs> and so Henry gives him the hat test again. And I love the way Sean starts it with, um, just so you don't try to pull a fast one on me, Dad, I'm not counting the one in your back pocket. I love I love Henry's little like acknowledgement of like, all right, he saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so so Sean essentially passes the hat test although there is some discrepancy between sean and henry although sean a hundred percent got it on point because he he knew about it and he, he also knew that it left right right it was just so perfect and henry didn't recognize that that's why sean is sharper than ever so i mean henry's giving him crap because once again he doesn't he's not getting a real job he's not being normal and settling down and being like you know, making dad proud or whatever. But he is, I mean, okay, we'll, we'll get to this later. But my big thing was um, real jobs blow. And <laughs> I know this more than ever because I've had some fun ones and I've had lots of serious ones. And I'll tell you which ones I liked that didn't pay well. <laughs> There's a lot of motorcycle hate. There's like a lot of like, you're being irresponsible and this is a symbol of it type. Yes, and that, that is, I, I mean, to some extent, that's a bit until much, much later on in the series when Sean gets thrown off his bike. Yeah, and, and then and even farther Rode really the series, hated that bike. <laughs> yeah, there's a very, very beautiful moment later on in the series where Sean talks about getting rid of his motorcycle. And it's just a really... I mean, yeah, it is a symbol of growth, I guess. Yes. I mean, how many people fit on a motorcycle? That is the struggle. And in the rain. I mean, I know you're in California, but come on. <laughs> come on, son. Um... And I like um, they're spying on rich girl and her boyfriend that Sean hates because they don't have a lot of leads right now. And this is another first. It's uh, a thing Sean does all the time where he's like, 
what's up with his hair his hair is horrible <laughs> like his hair is horrible <laughs> which is so funny uh, just like in perspective it's so funny perspective maybe i don't know wrong word right word um it's so funny because first of all james rodera Rode Rodriguez has beautiful hair. And oh, he's got impressive yeah, hair. To this day, um, like small shout out to a million little things. Uh if you haven't started watching it, don't watch it. It will ruin you, I promise. But oh, he's no, still know. he still has beautiful hair. And then there's there's um Dulé Hill, who throughout the entire series is bald, but again, I'm gonna shout out um oh shoot. It's a remake. Of a show that you really like. The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years. Oh. Hmm. Old, old gas. Oh. And he just goes, be cool. Like, that's his tagline. Yeah. That's oh, so beautiful. But he has some beautiful hair in there. But I digress. Okay, so it's just funny. Well, it's at this point in the show that I'm looking at the clothes that everyone's wearing. Like, none of these clothes fit people except, like, Sean's kind of makes sense for him, but like nobody's suits are cut very good, and all the girls are wearing really terrible jeans. I mean, have we, have a, as a culture, ever really gotten on top of women's pants? I feel like we just keep failing in new ways, but those chunky, over embellished jeans and low rise cut, ugh. Yeah, low oh, rise. I can't. And yet it's coming back. I, I will date this. Um, we are recording on April 19th, 2022. And I'm absolutely seeing things that are telling me that low rise jeans are coming back. Um, and I have I will one swath thing myself in neck high pants. Yes. Before I. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. I, sorry. Yeah, no. It was the so, 2000s. It was. Oh gosh. It wasn't their fault. So they're they're following um, rich girl around, and she's got a duffel bag that looks like it has stacks of money in it. So they're instantly suspicious that she has stacks of money. She has the ransom money, and she's in on it. And there's something terrible afoot. They try to sneak the bag away. Well, they try to grab it, and then they try to sneak the bag away. <laughs> and shenanigans abound. It's just a classic Gus Sean mess around. And it's really hard to explain because they're like running through a thrift store and getting threatened by the guy who runs the thrift store and like making rich girl mad. And I think I think the way that Gus said it, I guess they both said it, but Gus said something along the lines of, "You used me as a distraction." Of course, you're a decoy. That's it. Of course, you're a decoy. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me I was a decoy? Yes. <laughs> so they they get the bag. And ultimately, they see that there was once money in the bag. It has perfect little imprints of stacks of money somehow. Yes. But and then magically, or psychically, if you will, Sean is able to deduce how much money was in the bag, which was, I guess, whatever the original ransom was. About, yeah, five million, I guess. And there's a confrontation between Sean and not Jules. And I think she says to him, like, He's like, look, I know this is kind of a gray area. And she's like, your whole life is a gray area. He's like, I don't live in the gray area. I vacation there sometimes. <laughs> it's like perfect. <laughs> perfect Sean. <laughs> and I bet it was off the cuff. Like, I really don't know if that would have been on the page. Like, no mm -hmm. disrespect, because the writers are great on the show. But um, a lot of it is like added in. I just want and... everyone to know, if, if anyone ever listens to our podcast, that Kaylee has a corgi pop socket on the back of her phone that i can see <laughs> through our cameras right now and i love it it's quintessential kaylee this corgi is looking back at it and winking like how could i not 
<laughs> yeah, so your whole life is a gray area, and she's giving him a chance to look at some files and ask some questions, but she takes him down to the shooting range. And I wrote, does this ever come back? Because he is an excellent shot. Like, she tells him he missed when she makes him take a turn shooting, but when she brings the um, target paper back up, he has literally doubled on all of her shots. Does that ever come back? I think the one time that might come back around is much later on in the series where we find out that Sean did in fact take the detective exam and that he scored perfectly on the detective exam because part of that would have been a marksmanship exam. Now there's a little bit of like Alexis deducing that, but I think that's accurate. Oh, that's excellent. Of course, Alexis would deduce that. So then they go to um, confront Rich Daddy because what Sean has deduced here (laughs) – we're just going to keep using this word now. Good word. I love that word. Um, Because, like, he saw the crime scene. He saw this apparent murder-suicide, and he's taken in all these clues, and it, it doesn't sit right with him. It doesn't make sense, but he doesn't know why. And then he starts looking into it and he sees this file and not Jules kind of lets him know that like in town where the cabin was they all knew the accomplice best friend's car he had this special custom muffler on this old um, muscle car and everybody knew it was very identifiable it's like an orange muscle car so this old man in town had seen it multiple times he knew the guy was around and Sean goes to confront rich guy because he has suspicions that outside of police cooperation, Rich Daddy made a ransom drop and he found out about the plot because he recognized the best friend's car and he knew that he got duped. And we're getting all of this like piecemeal, but Gus <laughs> Gus gets ill during the confrontation and has to leave the room. And then he comes in and hustles Sean out. Like, Sean's getting nowhere with Rich Daddy because Rich Daddy knows he's not a cop. He knows he doesn't have the evidence. And he's like, I will not be bullied by you, peon. Um, <laughs> so so Gus uh, hustles Sean out. And then he, he completely ties it up with a bow. What does he tell Sean? So in the bathroom, uh, of course, Gus went in the bathroom. And as a good pharmaceutical salesman, he went through the guy's medicine cabinet. And he finds that there is a prescription for something that is used to treat dog bites. Dun, dun, dun. And that's important to know because of something that Kaylee would let me quote earlier. So we will come back to that well we're we're about to find out but i just wrote evidence puppy teeth so sean and gus are outside and again gus is like you know we know what happened now we even have proof about it and they need to make a spectacle so they sit outside in the car and they call the cops pretending to be someone at rich daddy's house and i I love that i've just like named this family rich because i don't know their name it doesn't matter (laughs) so the cops come and they actually arrest Sean and Gus for trespassing. And Rich Daddy is like, Chief, this is ridiculous. I'm an upstanding member, blah, blah, blah. I'm on all the boards, blah, blah, blah. These guys, uh, this is this case is closed. I don't want my family harassed. Mm-hmm. And then Sean does his psychic freak out. Well, Gus, Gus before that, in true, in true Gus fashion, goes, Sean, come on. They're going to arrest us. If you wait any longer, we're going to be behind bars. And then that's when that then that's just 
those are moments when I really connect with Gus, so I like to talk about them. But Sean has his his psychic freak out. And these became legendary because at this point in the show, like they didn't see the whole story and the whole plot arc. So they didn't know the mystery and how it was going to get solved until the psychic freakouts and the full recap that James Rode Rodriguez as Sean Spencer had to do. And so um, like I think it gets more um, pieced together. But at this point, it was like the story was real loose and all the pieces were there. And then Sean brings it all together at the end for the other characters and the other actors. <laughs> but he basically says, um, you know, you felt something that you, you didn't even know you could feel. Like you were so betrayed and it was an accident. You confronted your son and he fell and he hit his head and you knew he was dead. And then accomplice best friend comes in with the ransom money and rich daddy knows he, he's basically lost. But the only way out of this is to now make it look like the murder-suicide. So he actively kills best friend accomplice, which is so cold. I like, just from from a true crime perspective, I don't know that I would have shot the other guy to try to hide it. Even if I was Rich Daddy, I would like to be Rich Daddy one day, but even if I was Rich Daddy, like, I would far rather plead manslaughter to an accidental death and go to jail for five years than have an active killing on my conscience whether or not i'm ever charged for it yeah but at this point he's you know he's still blowing smoke rich daddy's like can't prove any of this this is harassment how dare you and sean starts pointing out the wrist the wrist the bite the bite the dog knew you the dog knew the intruder it bit the intruder the wound is still fresh <laughs> even go so far as to quote who the doctor was on the prescription oh yeah because gus recognized the doctor because he's on gus's pharmaceutical route, route. i love that so much yeah all these little things mm -hmm. like you know that keep gus in the play he really couldn't sean really couldn't tie it together without that piece absolutely not and uh and rich daddy's like no one's checking my wrist and she fake goes um why not? I love Chief Vic. We're here. We can discredit this charlotte. Char <laughs> discredit this charlatan. <laughs> so Rich Daddy breaks down. It all comes out. He's he's completely done and everyone's shocked. Lassiter is so dismayed that he was wrong and Sean was right. You can just see the pain. So <laughs> And again he's chewing 100%. gum. Ew. I can yeah, that that pain on his face when he realizes that Sean was right all along um, and that Sean might actually be a psychic like you can just see it on his face and it's so it's so perfect. You have to give T Tim Timothy Timothy Amundsen. Amundsen. I kept trying to say Oliphant <laughs> and I was like that's the wrong Timothy. You have to give Timothy <laughs> um uh, um, you have to give Lassie, the person who plays Lassie, a lot of credit. We'll call him Tim. We have to play, give Tim a lot of credit because that face is so is so perfect in that moment, and that face continues to grow throughout the series, and it's just it's just perfect. I love how gobsmacked not Jules is, and how smug Gus looks, and he just goes, "Uh, you want to get these cuffs off me now?" So the episode has come to its climax, it has come to its end, and Sean heads back to the police department to get another accommodation, right? To get his paycheck. He, he goes to get his check, yes. yeah. As a, as a quote-unquote consultant. And 
Um, he talks to Chief Vic and Chief Vic in just all of her joy and awesomeness decides to offer him another case. But only after she interviews his dad as a reference check for Sean. Yeah, Henry actually tells Chief Vic apparently that Sean didn't get his gift until he was 18. And Sean's like, isn't that so Henry? He just, he never <laughs> acknowledges my gifts. And it's so perfect because he thinks he's about to get caught out in a lie. And Henry backed him yes. up. I love that. And that. So that's that's the that's the quote that I love um, because Henry is so uh, it's so perfect. So Sean leaves the uh, leaves the police department and catches Henry outside, and he's like, "Hey, why did you? I'm so thank you. I'm I'm so happy that you you lied for me that you stood up for me." And Henry, oh oh Henry says. <laughs> This is the last time I cover for you, pal. And I was like, oh, Henry, dear Henry, if only you knew. That's the perfect foreshadowing. <laughs> this is the last time but I cover for you, But he's got a clipping. Pal. He has a newspaper clipping and Sean clocks it. It's in the truck. And I just wrote, dad is a lying liar who is proud of his crime solving son. He is. He very much is. Because I think to some extent, Henry realizes that there's no way... Sean would have been able to do that without him. I mean, Henry really mm. did teach him those skills from the time he was very, very young. But yeah, it's also just that moment of like, hey, my my son who I don't have a really great relationship with, who has always been uh, questionable, has always kind of made poorer life choices, has finally done something that I can brag about as a dad, that I can be really, really proud of. I think... Um... Something that both Henry and Sean have to um, come to realize over the course of the series is, is and I'm going to quote it badly, and I'm not going to remember whose quote it is, but, you know, you always hear, honor thy father and thy mother, and it's like he just wants his son to, to make him proud. He wants him to do something and, and, and have integrity, and he's never felt that Sean did that. And it's like Sean's solving crimes, and he's helping people, but he's doing it in a different way, and... The baseline is the best way to honor your your parents or your mentors or your ancestors is to live a life of integrity. And Sean's finding his way to that. And Henry has to find his way to seeing that. And I just I didn't mean to get deep, but I love that so much. I think what you're quoting might be the Bible. No, no, <laughs> no. The, <laughs> the part about the best way. No, the best way to honor is to live a life of integrity. That part's not in the Bible. <laughs> Is it? Uh, very something very 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 close to that is in Ephesians. We just did it in the in our sermon the other week. Yeah, but it's like putting putting that in context instead of just being like listen to them at all times and do whatever they say. What? I really feel like the eye candy. I mean, across the board is just popping in this show, and I don't I don't think I can. Can we just baby Angel McNabb? I, I don't even like a tall man, but he's just a sweet, tall drink of water. I love I love me some Buzz <laughs> McNabb. Uh, did you catch any other pop, pop culture references that we didn't already talk about? I didn't. I mean, there probably were some. It's a mile a minute with Sean Spencer, but um, the CD cases just just rocked me in the middle of the episode. There, There um, is one other one that I see in my notes right now. Um when Sean is leaving the police station, he greets one of the cops as a doctor. Oh. And the, the cop just rolls with it. Like, there was no question. There was no anything. <laughs> or Sean just goes, doctor. And the police officer just, like, nods his head and keeps walking. 
What is that a reference to? It's Chevy Chase and Steve Martin and Martin Short. The, the three, three amigos. amigos. Yes. And they're they're greeting an actual doctor and so they go doctor and they shake the doctor's hand and then they just start greeting one another as doctor and it's like doctor doctor i forgot about that scene yes that's genius of course he would reference comedy greets oh and i did catch that he did that i just didn't catch the reference oh um so sean we should say has taken out a um a rental space and opened a business and he's added gus to the lease and they have like a brick and mortar almost a storefront but office space for psych uh psychic investigations and they take private clients they're going to consult for santa barbara police department and gus hates that he named it psych (laughs) i love that that's how we get our title too and that's the perfect ending because it still shows that dynamic between sean and gus so perfectly um, and also, it's just, I mean, that's so, Sean, to have a detective agency, a, a psychic detective agency that basically is called I'm Lying to You. Yes, exactly. It's so beautiful. Um, and the, the print, when it ends and it just says psych in the, in the font, um, it's blue. It's blueberry blue. And it doesn't stay blue. And I love that so much because I almost forgot that that's what it looked like. And we also finally get the lead in to our theme song which i felt the absence of but it only plays over the end credits and you hear the lyrics and everything and i can't wait for that to be more of a focal point lead into the show i can't wait for all of the versions of the theme song i forgot they do different versions this is gonna be great i listened to them all the other day and i love them so much (laughs) oh absolutely i there was there's a youtube video of just all of them playing back to back highly recommend 10 out of 10 oh yes send me the link um pineapple hunt didn't we already talk about the pineapple is there more than one no no there isn't um yeah i didn't know if we wanted to tack it on because you we did mention it in the middle but it's gonna be a recurring it's gonna be a recurring um theme because it's hidden i think in every single episode or supposedly and hunting it is a thing and i have not spoiled myself i haven't looked up where they all are so i'm very excited i feel like when we get to the point where neither of us spotted the pineapple we're gonna have to google it i don't wanna i wanna find it (laughs) (laughs) this has been fun i love that episode so much i'm glad that they changed the things that they changed because it just it becomes this well oil machine of hour-long comedy and crime solving and i just appreciate the saga so much and i hope they keep making movies forever i know everyone's pretty much on board with it so why not oh yes yes, i would i'm 100 percent on board with that this has been uh, to the blueberry i'm alexis and i'm never gonna grow up ma'am and i'm kaylee that's not blood that's sausages (laughs) to the blueberry to the blueberry psych out (laughs) 